0: This podcast is brought to you by Men's T Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972 go mens T or visit mensteaclinic.com.
1: Here we go. It's our 4G Magnation 105.3 The Fan. We're live in Surprise. The Expressway is coming up here in 20 minutes where we take it commercial-free all the way to the top. Jared Sandoz going to join you. He's been calling Rangers Diamondbacks across town. Been a fun one once again. Great day to be a Rangers fan. Okay, uh, we'll also update you on everything that Stephen Jones had to say today in the latest uh, analysis of what that means for the upcoming Cowboys offseason. It's time now, though, for another edition of Football's Finest. Here's Eric Chiafalo.
2: One of the things Stephen had to say today uh is regarding Tyron Smith with the goal of trying to keep him in Dallas for 2024. Quote, we'll be sitting down with him and looking at what it looks like for him to stay here. Uh, I think that is no surprise to all of us. We knew the Cowboys, as long as Tyron Smith wants to play football, I think the Cowboys want him to play yeah. for uh, for them.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the name of the game in team building is, is getting, uh, you know, as close to all pro level play as you can for – a small percentage of what that normally costs in free agency. And, you know, for, for that position, it's, it's like 22 million bucks. Now he's going to play for about 10 and you keep your fingers crossed that he stays healthy, but you build it in a way that it's an incentive for every game played. And so it, it, it should be a really sweet deal for the Cowboys. Once again, they're just not going to turn something like that down. Now, is it, is it a good idea? Is it wise You know, I'd I'd have a good backup plan. I'm looking for a veteran swing tackle. But I think now he's gone 18 months without a catastrophic injury, and he's still younger than Zach Martin. He's still a fairly young dude. Maybe he's gotten on the other side, and now with another offseason to do physical therapy and and rebuild all the strength that he may have lost, he might be in good shape to continue this career. So I'm excited about Tyron's future. I think it's one of the best things they have going for him is to – the massive uh, discount that he gives them.
3: If they are considering drafting a first round offensive tackle, I'm not siren, I'm not signing Tyron Smith. I'm taking that money and I'm taking that money and doing something else. Do with you
1: think it. because he says if if the if I've, I'm not with the Cowboys I retire, do you think he would wait until after the draft to do a deal?
3: I don't know that. I just I know that Tyron Smith this is what I've been told in the past that if you traded Tyron Smith, he'd probably retire. He wants to be here. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to leave. Um, you know, maybe you can wait till after the draft. Maybe I'd, I'd at least
1: bring it up to him. Because I... I mean, I don't think any other player I, in the NFL would be up for that, but he seems to have a unique... Interest in just staying here or retiring?
3: I'm just not interested in drafting a guy and having him sit an entire season again.
1: Yeah, I know. Especially, I mean, you
3: know, and and, and especially, they they did figure out something with Tyron Smith. They did figure it out. They figured out that if they don't practice him, they've Mm. got a better chance of getting him to the game every week. Yeah. And so I, been a lot of
1: linemen that have done that over the years in their thirties. But
3: man, if they they are really good at these plug and play offensive linemen, first round. And if you tell me that I could get a plug and play left tackle hey, he in, in, a, a, in, a, in a very deep draft.
1: He, he better be a lot better than the center because the center is what you need to open up your running you
3: game. Absolutely you absolutely need have
1: it. You, you're going to be okay with Tyron at left tackle. If you
3: told me that Tyron Smith is, you're going to sign him back and he's going to be left tackle, then I'm drafting the center all the way. Yeah. But I, the best player on their board might be an offensive tackle.
1: I just don't think you you should be in a place right now where you're adding needs to your team. You got this plugged with a very cost-effective option.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any chance he'd be willing to wait to sign a deal with you until after the draft. I think that would be the most unique individual ever. It's like, yeah. I'm going to wait for you guys to see if a great guy who is there and young to replace me at 20, I'm, yeah, I pick right. 24. Just you're kind of talking
3: you're a right. one-year deal here, though.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think uh. you're talking about a one-year deal. I mean, but there's other teams that are going to be, if, like, if Dallas is going to if Dallas is going to wait around till after the draft, Tyron Smith is either going to hang him up or he's going to go try and win a Super Bowl with the team there, like the Kansas City Chiefs or something. There or are not that many can use his services. That would be fun,
3: there know. are not many offensive tackles that would take me off drafting the Oregon center.
2: I agree. I I, I think center is, center is definitely the position that you want there. Yeah. Uh in round 1, but there's a lot of good tackles if one no falls question. to you then no I guess question. you got to see, but Uh, Looks like the the Cowboys and Tyron Smith are both going to be wanting to reunite together. And we'll just see what the contract looks like, man. Maybe it's super incentive-based or maybe the Cowboys feel good about the health and they give them uh, more guaranteed dollars than maybe we are expecting. But there's a Tyron Smith update for you uh, from the Combine with Stephen Jones today. Thank you. Uh, Peter King in his retirement article, and we're about to get to the funniest story in all of football here in just a moment, but Peter King in his retirement article, Football Morning in America yesterday, uh, left everybody wondering what's going on because he's like, I don't know for sure, and I don't have, like, super good sourcing on this, but, like, my gut feel is that the Bears are going to be trading the number one overall pick and keeping Justin Fields, and and I, I, th- that, would be, that would be very surprising to me, uh, but their general manager, Ryan Poles, today was basically – He was at the podium and he was saying, you know, if the Bears do decide to trade Justin Fields, they're moving
3: on with him before. Right. Yeah.
2: They're going to try and move on as quickly as possible. So because no one wants to live in the gray area is what he said. And so they don't you know, they want to do right by Justin Fields. Uh, And that also is kind of like, hey, if you're a team that is interested in Justin Fields, you better start getting these offers in pretty quick, because I think we could see the Justin Fields trade. If if the if the Bears are planning on taking Caleb Williams at number one or any one of these quarterbacks at number one, then you probably end up getting the Justin Fields trade sometime in the next like two weeks, you know, at the start yeah. of free agency. Because doing right by Justin Fields is trading him on the front end of all these deals happening and not waiting till after the draft when it's like you how know. many teams even right. need a quarterback at this point. Right. So I think we might need to be Might need to be on the alert here that Justin Fields could be traded here in the next couple of weeks, and if he's not, that might be. Combine's a good time to talk about this, by the way. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Combine's a great time to go. Bears meet up with potential general managers. You grab a hotel room. You go grab a coffee with some guy, and then you kind of figure that out. So right now you're throwing the chum in the water is what you're doing to see if you can get somebody to to go with this on fields. You get an idea where you need to go.
2: Yeah. Yeah um so that, that that'll be that'll be fun I'll be blown away if if they end up deciding to retain fields trading down and, and doing that sort of deal I think they're going to move on from Justin Fields and draft a quarterback at number one wow. but Peter King feels differently so I mean he must have some type of knowledge there but that was a an interesting little thing that he left in his retirement article yesterday
3: these guys have had three opportunities to draft franchise quarterbacks am I right about that the Bears the Bears with Trubisky, Trubisky, Fields, Fields, and now potentially, and then, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, man, you, think
3: about that. Yeah, it's crazy. Think about that. Think about the opportunity of, of draft of having to draft your franchise quarterback and
2: getting it wrong twice, third time maybe the charm. Ugh, I don't know. Wow. Uh, Jeremy Fowler and Adam Schefter at ESPN reporting that the Chiefs have informed uh, corner cornerback Legerius Sneed that they are going to be using the franchise tag on him, uh, but they're also open to uh, help consummate a trade off of it if no long-term deal is reached. So apparently Sneed himself is agreeable to the scenario, uh, which gives him a chance to talk to other teams while Kansas City remains in play. So wow. maybe the top corner on the market and free agency, the Chief's like, hey, we're gonna tag you because we're not just gonna let you walk out of here. We're yeah. willing to pay you a bunch of money this year guaranteed on the franchise tag. And then we'll try and negotiate a long term deal, but if not, you and your agent can go seek out trades. Uh, now, if you do that, you end up giving up a lot because he's a franchise tagged player. so you end up giving up. Don't you end up giving up at least a, a like isn't it two first round picks or something? When a guy's franchise tag, yeah. like you could end up giving up quite a bit if you trade for him. Yep. But that's an interesting, interesting development there in Kansas City. And Kansas City, Kansas City notably has been a team that hasn't really paid their own secondary pieces over the years. Like the last yeah. guy they've paid is Eric Berry. Yeah. Otherwise, when they've had these opportunities with their own guys in the secondary, they kind of let them move on. And now, after moving on from a guy like Tyreek Hill, you know, trading him, getting assets for him, not letting him just walk out the door scot free. They're, in their mind, they're thinking, hey, we have precedent here. We've had superstar players before that we've traded, got a bunch of assets for, and we've drafted appropriately to make up for that. So they're kind of in the same boat there. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him. He's the top corner on the market.
1: It's insane that they're just going to let him go. You know, I guess they're going to sign Chris Jones, but they don't want to spend all the money. So I, I think this is the first sign of them, you know, ultimately trading him, and they're confident, you know. Imagine being so confident that, oh, nah, we're, we're going to be all right. You, you can let one of the best players in the NFL go. And, uh, you know, they got Trent McDuffie on, on one side. They're going to draft other corners, and you're right, man. One thing they, they've shown, uh, not only in the secondary, but all over that football team is the ability to replace starters. Um, and, you it's know, a lot easier that's...
3: when you're back-to-back Super Bowl champs. Yeah. You can make that. You can just go ahead and you, you get a little bit of that leeway from your fan base. You know, I mean, everybody's screaming that they got rid of Hill, and then all of a sudden they win Super Bowls, and you're like, now you're like going, oh, okay, maybe they know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, so that they, you, you, can, you can make some really aggressive moves if you're the Chiefs because you've got so many other things in place to make up for that yeah, uh, the, yeah. The, it's,
1: it's it's incredible they're they're right now team building and coaching a different sport altogether yeah. oh because there's no question of, of everything they do well and most of that's the quarterback
2: yeah, so so much of it is the quarterback for sure that makes up for uh, any any inefficiencies on the roster. Any bad decision you make can be made up for there. So you get to play with some confidence that most teams don't get to. But also this team has proven that I mean they've built a really really good defense that when they've drafted players, when you trade away Tyreek Hill, you get a bunch of assets. You, you use those assets for the betterment of your football team, guys that are going to help you win. And so there there has to be some corner cutting somewhere on the roster. Uh, and for them, it was like playmakers and weapons and to some extent the offensive line. Um but it's like they know that they can make up for that. Hey, as long as we nail our picks, we have a great defense. Like we can we don't have to have the, the best roster in the sport because our quarterback makes up for that. So it's the perfect marriage between a front office that's doing the right things, bringing in players to help you. Hey, we're not just going to leave you stranded with no weapons and a subpar defense. You're going to have something here. Uh, and for a while it was great weapons. Pat, we need you to go score all the points. Then it's like, okay, we'll move on from those guys. We'll bring you a good defense. Pat, you know how to win here. Let's just go 20, you know, score 20 points, and you win. Uh, so it's pretty amazing what they got cooking there. Uh, the Vikings have named Josh McCown as their quarterback's coach, uh, but the Tyreek Hill story is a funny story going on in football right now. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know how much I believe it, um, but apparently Tyreek Hill is being sued by a plus-size influencer who was alleging that he broke her leg during football drills after she was, quote, holding her own against him. I don't understand really how any of this happens. Um, Apparently, uh, this lady claims that Tyreek Hill started sending her flirtatious Instagram messages a day after she enrolled her 10-year-old son in the Tyreek Hill football camp last May. Okay. So that's where this thing starts. That's a popular um, move by
1: some coaches out there.
2: She's the OnlyFans girl.
1: Go ahead and leave your name for this player right here and your number. Thank you. Wow.
2: How about this man? Six um, one. This 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 girl plus size. She's six feet one inch. Uh, he apparently flew her to Florida back uh, last summer. Invited her to hang. At his mansion, um, and she says that Hill invited her to participate
1: in offensive drills with it. Dude, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of like a, a Slater and Woolchuck in Oxnard a couple yes. years back. Yeah, you know where you're you're having fun partying, and the girls like, I, I can do football. Watch yeah. this, you know. Yeah. The next thing you know, watch me form tackle. Around. Yeah, you know. <laughs> kind of a flirty, fun thing to do.
0: <laughs> well, Wait, she had to be real big for that to be the first thing on your mind when you get back to the house. Hey, I got to run you through some drills. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, I got some tackling dummies out there. I bet you just <laughs> slard
2: them joints. <laughs> I think we could, you could be a real a real yeah. run stuffer for yeah. our defense. We think you could eat up some double teams. Keep, I keep think it's your neck. What is that, 36 yeah. inches? My God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This girl's six feet, one inch. She's a plus-size model, Uh yeah. so extremely curvy. She's got her own OnlyFans and stuff like that. Uh, defendant says uh, uh Tyre- broke her leg. Tyree Kill told her that quote Since your ten year old son gravy poured out too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was flowing, dude. Was this around the weekend that they definitely didn't file for divorce? <laughs> no, no. This is, a- uh, this is house catch on fire. This is pre marriage because this
2: goes oh. back to last summer. Okay? Oh, okay. So this is this is before they actually gotcha. tied the knot. Tyreek and his now wife, but uh, the lady says that uh, the the quote from Tyreek Hill is that uh, since your since your son since your 10-year-old son played offensive lineman you know you should practice that position as well hmm. Okay. so he's got her down in a three-point stance. There you go. Maybe maybe play a little center, and he center. gets he I gets think, yeah, under that. center. Yeah, I yeah. think under center. Yeah, they, they need yeah, to it replace Connor Williams. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hill asked uh, this lady to adopt a defensive line position and encouraged her to rush at him as if she was chasing a quarterback. So two-point now he's stance, maybe seeing if we got a two-way athlete here. Okay. You know, can you can you do some can you do some pulling as a guard, and then mm-hmm. can you do some pass rushing as What's well? What's
1: your redirection? Like? Trying to see what she's best suited for. Yeah. I see the coaching and working.
2: Miss Hall did as instructed and uh, on contact with the defendant caused Hill to be pushed backwards, garnering laughter from the witnesses present at the time, including the defendant's mother, sister, friend, and trainer. Look at this, man. Tyreek's flying out the whole family. Brought them all out. He he really saw something in her, man. You know, he's got a scout eye. no,
1: he's the defendant, right? So that was his family. His family was over watching a plus-size model destroy him in football
2: okay thank you I appreciate that I'm not familiar with the now
1: Tyreek's embarrassed
2: apparently embarrassed by his loss of stability as a result of contact by a woman during the football play Mr. Hill's attitude changed and he became angry all of a sudden it's like okay yeah I thought you were a good football player here lady but uh, you're a little bit too good
1: I mean if if he's running routes there's no way but he's he's going to go down to do trench warfare against this gal that's her game This gal sounds like a sumo wrestler.
2: For the next few plays... Uh, the lady was instructed to play offense, hiking the football, of there course, go, yeah. to an imaginary quarterback while Hill became a defensive pass rusher. So now we're doing some, uh, some one-on-ones.
3: So, okay. yeah, one technique, three technique kind of stuff?
2: Yeah. I mean, Tyree Hill probably more of a three technique, get up field. I would say get up field, yeah. On the third play, Hill rushed through as Miss Hall held her own against Mr. Hill. The lawsuit states the blonde TikTok star didn't fare so well on the fourth hit. Defendant Hill charged into her violently and with great force, resulting in significant and serious injuries.
1: Eh, they are playing football.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the name of the game, honey. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: But apparently she broke her leg, and this lady, 20, uh, 29 years old, um, you know, feels that. Do uh, have a name here? What is her name? Her name is. She said Miss Hall. Sophie Hall. IG Sophie Hall. name. What's her IG name? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, let me see here. Uh, she's got. She's, she, oh, uh, IG name. Here we go. Lucius Sophie. Uh, Sophie's selfies. Two two four. I believe the two two four is for uh, her, her weight. weight. <laughs> I mean, she's six one man, and she's... has uh, gotta be two something. You want up. me to do something? <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's. I mean, I mean, just from a couple of OnlyFans shots, her size was impressive enough for Tyreek Hill to think he could be, you know, protecting the blind side of Tua potentially.
1: That that's a pretty full figured woman, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, well, pretty gal.
2: Yeah, this this isn't false advertisement in the plus uh, the plus size influencer. You know, yeah, pretty pretty large girl. I could deal.
1: see where uh, fans would be like, wow, that's perfect. You know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's, she's big but not, like, messy. Right. Yeah. And she's got a pretty face, yeah. you know, that kind of deal. She's like the Tyron Smith of models.
2: Jeez. I, th-
3: I think Tyron Smith is kind of more in shape than she is.
2: Okay. Uh, kind of. Yeah, but, but she's not as injury
1: prone. She's got I mean, some she's flexibility. She's got shape to her. Yeah. Still got, she's got a, 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 a thinner, not a thin waist, but a flat waist. She's wide in the yeah, hip she's area. Yeah, rolly.
3: Yeah.
2: I apologize. Actually she is as injury prone because she broke her leg in practice number one. <laughs> yeah. So Tyree Kill is still better than her.
1: Thank you, Chief. Another edition of Football's Finest is She's in the book. Sans is gonna join us to talk about the day of uh, Rangers news, what to expect tomorrow. Then we'll give you the top stories from the combine with Stephen Jones talking with reporters. That's coming up next right here, the G Back Nation on the fan. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. Just had a plumbing emergency up here at Surprise Stadium in the uh, Press Box restroom. Rangers win 10-3. Segments brought to you by the on-time experts. We're about to get Jared Sandler on here to talk Rangers baseball. Um, As uh, our our, uh, remote engineer... Ruben ha- had to take what he called a walk of shame to go ask the crew if he could get a plunger. Dude, that is hilarious. <laughs> hey, and kudos
2: to him for doing that. A lot
1: of yeah. people would just say, hey,
2: there's like 10 different dudes up here. Yeah. Could have been anybody. Hey. Definitely wasn't me. Right. Uh, but R- Ruben, the funniest part was the guy wasn't like, yeah, we'll get that handled. It was like, yeah, here's our plunger.
3: Yeah, you can I mean, go handle this shit. He yourself, had one ready. So yeah. He manned up. <laughs> he had
1: one ready. Everybody manned up in that situation. As Jared Sandler joins you now here on your Home of the Rangers. And a good afternoon. Good afternoon how are you doing what's up fellas uh big win for the rangers the uh iguana cup is in sight let's go yes looking forward to securing that uh you know second only to the silver yes. boot jared the biggest story right now might be will otani play tomorrow what do you gather uh well since he played today i doubt it
4: my um, guess is he's on the every other day plan uh or maybe even more scarce than that but uh uh, he's not going to play, but Yoshinobu Yamamoto is expected to start, and that's pretty exciting because he's uh, he's actually getting paid more than Otani this year. He was a $300 wow. million dollar, uh, acquisition and uh, a lot of excitement about Yamamoto, so it will be cool to get to watch him tomorrow.
3: Jerry, can we get some backstory on the player, if we could, please?
4: Yeah, we, we can, Brad. That's a great question. Thanks so much for asking. I I'd <laughs> actually love for Eric to fill in some of the caps here, but – uh, Yamamoto's a guy that, you know, he's not a, he's not a big guy, uh, but he, th- he throws hard. He's got a, a really interesting fastball shape. Uh, and, uh, you know, like a lot of guys that, that come, uh, from Japan, you know, he, he gets great life, great movement on, uh, on his pitches. The split finger probably going to be a big pitch for him. Uh, my understanding is uh, he grew up a big fan of baseball. He's continued to pursue it. But I know Eric knows a little bit more uh, about Yamamoto. So, Eric, I'd love for you to tell me what I missed here.
2: No, I like everything you said. Not a big guy, you know, 5'10". He is 25 years old. Don't think you mentioned that. But, uh, you know, the 182 uh, ERA in his uh, career in Japan, I think, is pretty incredible. Almost 1,000 strikeouts, Jared, and a record of 70-29. and 29. I think this guy's the real deal.
3: Hey, Jared, on on the serious side, though, on the serious side of this, though, are we going to start to, I mean, is, and maybe it's not a start, but we, we, the Latin American scouting is important. Are we to the point now where the Asian market is just as important now from what we're starting to see with, with baseball players coming from there? Yeah,
4: that's a good question. So you got more guys coming from Latin America but you got some it seems like more studs who are coming from uh, from Asia and then there also now does seem to be a little bit of a middle ground sure you know when when guys used to come over from Japan anything like Hideo Nomo and Hideki Arabu, they, they usually were getting paid a lot of money and that's what I was gonna was say almost, the
3: money is huge yeah. for these these Japanese players now
4: yeah and it was almost like they had no room to just be above average or be good like they had to be great and anything short of that was a disappointment like Daisuke Matsuzaka like he wasn't a bad pitcher like he was good uh and he had a couple good years He, he wasn't as great as 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 mythical as uh you know people suggested it now does seem like you're starting to get guys coming over from Japan and Korea who can just be good players. You know, I think of, right. uh, you know, Ha Kim, like he's not a, you know, he's not a perennial all-star, but he's a really good player for San Diego out of Korea. And uh, But, yeah, so I, I think I think the ability to, to scout and that's a – Ross, I think Japan especially, uh, I, I guess I can't speak as familiarly with Korea. Maybe it's the same way. The relationships are very important. And, for they instance, are. the Phillies, yeah. the Phillies pursued Yamamoto not because they actually thought they were going to get him and not because they thought he'd even be within a price range that they they felt comfortable with, but because they wanted to, to put forth the effort and start to do more in Japan. The, the mm-hmm. Phillies have, like, no Pacific Rim presence. And so, for them, it was really more of an exercise just to start to develop those relationships. Wow. That's a really big part of of the equation for
5: these teams.
1: It's Jared Sandler joining you. He uh, called today's ten three Rangers win. Uh, you know we're five days into this, but are there any trends developing? Are there young Rangers who are making a good impression?
4: Well, we saw White Langford's first hit today. Uh, that was nice to see. I, I don't, I don't read anything into the fact that he's scuffled a little bit at the plate. Uh, but it was just nice to see him out there. He actually made a really nice throw from left field uh, early in the game. Uh, you know, from a, a young person, young player's standpoint, uh, you know, on, on the pitching side today, we saw Jack Leiter again. It was a mixed bag. Uh, there was, again, there were flashes where it's like, yep, second overall pick in the draft. And then there were flashes that were like, yep, he's kind of been inconsistent and, and we're seeing why. Uh, this guy's not a veteran Gavin, but Danny Duffy pitched the final two innings, and he's a really interesting name. Now, he's won a World Series. He was a, a really good pitcher on two teams, uh, both Royals teams that went to a World Series in back-to-back years. He's been hurt. He's healthy now. He's not as good as he was five, ten years ago, but you know, he's someone who could be a depth option for the rotation or a multi-inning reliever, a lefty who could you know help the bullpen uh, in getting lefties out. You know, he, there, there are a few paths for him, and he looked, he looked good today. I, I really enjoyed watching him. I'm, I'm curious to see how the spring continues to play out for Danny Duffy.
2: Jared Sandler with us here in the G-Bag Nation. We're live in Surprise, Arizona, talking Texas Rangers baseball. Dane Dunning gets the start today. I mean, what did you think of his outing? But did, did we get any conclusions on what his mystery pitch is that he's added mm. to the arsenal?
3: Yeah, good question. Yeah,
4: yeah, no, good good question. Yeah. Uh, we'll need you to dive into that tomorrow in the clubhouse. He out.
3: is. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I, I I don't know any any no more clarity on that at this time. Uh, I plan on cornering Dane and uh, and, and forcing him to uh, <laughs> give me all the answers. I've yet to have the opportunity to do that, but he was okay. I'll tell you what, the ball was like really flying out today. Uh, there there were balls that were hit off the end of the bat that just went, and the final out of the game was hit off the fist. I thought it was going to be like a routine fly out that sent Derek Hill who's in center field for the Rangers to the warning track so it was tough to get a read. Dane wasn't super sharp today but um, you know he was okay he was able to battle a little bit and uh, make some adjustments. It wasn't anything that was uh, incredibly noteworthy and you know guys Dane's an interesting one. He had such a great you know first few months of the year. Did well in the postseason in a you know a, a more limited role but if the Rangers are going to ask Dane to start, you know, he did kind of tail off towards the end of the regular season from a starter's perspective, and so I'm curious to see, you know, what what party trick he's going to bring that he didn't have last year because you guys know uh, guys catch up, guys adjust. I thought Dane did a better job of being a strike thrower last year. It seemed like the sinker improved just a touch. But what's he going to do this year? Because, you know, it did seem like guys were starting to catch up just a little bit to him uh you know in the second half of the regular season last year
1: thanks sans the man anything else before we let you go No, fellas can't wait to to party with you guys tonight yes. cheers buddy
4: be mm-hmm. at the Gary jones media party tonight see you there
1: yeah yep, we'll be there <laughs> it's it's going to be an amazing time <laughs> we're right? way ahead of you right now it's so great to be out here in his natural environment and uh it'll be even better tomorrow because sans will be right here at the ballpark rangers taking on the dodgers and it'll be an electric atmosphere uh, on all in, Stephen Jones at today's combine. Let's go to this audio cut. Stephen Jones asked about his daddy, saying a couple of weeks back at the senior bowl that uh, they were looking to go all in this year with the Cowboys, and here's what Steve said about that. I've never known Jerry not to be all in in any given year, but uh, uh, you know, you, you know, certainly, uh, you know, we've got a great, I think the great team put together you know, the last three years, uh, won a lot of football games, I think uh, 36. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, where we have to improve is the postseason. You know, we're going to get the right kind of guys who step up and make big plays in the postseason. And, uh, uh, it's been a challenge in terms of our success there, and uh, that's where we have to improve. Huh? What'd you, say? you heard that cut? <laughs> that cut was the sound. Of 97% of my Cowboys optimism vacating. Yeah, he,
3: he, he kicked me in the junk, too. He dealt
1: me a serious blow. Yeah. Now, it ain't over. No. I still got 3%. It could grow, it could, it could grow significantly. You've yeah. been a grower in your time. That's right. And I'm looking for them to go ace free agency and get a, an impact player in the first and second round. Then I think it could be on. Then we need to play about half the football season without any abject failures. And consistent themes that would provide you trouble. I need to see the run being stopped. I need to see tackles for loss uh, against the D- run.
3: You'll like the defensive coordinator, Gavin.
1: I will, yes. You'll like, you'll
3: like the defensive coordinator. He gets, yeah. He'll make them all accountable. He will. He will.
1: Um, and, you know, I think especially if he has the right kind of players at defensive tackle and linebacker, he's going to make it look amazing. I agree. Um, but, you know, this this team has consistently struggled up up the middle. And, you know, I, I think that's going to continue to be the case because they don't want to throw money at the problem. Yeah. They want to look at managing this thing year to year um, and instead of, you know, riding the peaks and valleys. They want to try to be the same quality of team every year. I just don't think that's a viable strategy unless you have Mahomes.
2: Yes, I agree 100%. And I, I just think they, they think they are better and they think they are closer yes. than anybody else on the planet does. Yeah. Uh, they they win 12 regular season games and they think oh we're we're right there we're maybe we're really a play here a play there execution you know we have all the right things in place we just haven't had the, the ball bounce our way a little bit uh,
1: so that's and that's Strength I think the schedule has just been a gift for them it's been a cakewalk it has whenever they're up against good teams in the regular season it's telling the truth about
3: Gavin, it Gavin you said something earlier in the broadcast that's really true it's a, and when you misevaluate your team. You know, when you, when you don't have an understanding of what your team, and you think your team is better than they really, really are. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the.
1: And Steve confirmed the light bulb did not come on yeah, again. that's
3: the problem. That, yeah. that is the problem. when You know, every year, like the teams that are up there, the Kansas Cities, the San Francisco's, they're able to look at their team and without any, any feeling at all, evaluate it, and then move on from where they need to be to maybe get to somewhere else or try something different. It's very, very hard for this football team to do that.
1: Anything to add to that, Eric? No, I think I think
2: everything he said there is uh, is 100% on point. And Cheers, it, bro. It's a frustrating situation. Cheers to you.
3: How many beers is that for you today? It's been a lot.
1: I think that's the fifth. Mm-mm. Yeah, fifth beer of the day. Yeah, because we're sixteen total. Yeah. yeah, we had
3: one, two, yeah, five beers. Five beers. We're, we're doing all right. We're but tomorrow he
1: is building towards the grand finale on Thursday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that what it is? We you're like I be... tomorrow. I think tomorrow.
3: I think tomorrow because tomorrow's the Dodgers are in town. I, I got to put on my game face tomorrow. You're going big tomorrow. Yeah, I got to go big. Tomorrow. Wireless mic. Yeah, I'm gonna be down there somewhere in the crowd and, okay. and maybe talking so to people.
1: And I, I've been in gas stations and I notice I can get like a, a a ten pack of little fireball shots.
3: Oh, I could do, do that. Do I
1: need to bring those up here?
3: Yeah, I think the fireball. Going to run I out think of beer. And in order to yeah. get this
1: payoff done, you you got to go, go. No, to I th- I
3: think the fireball shots. Let's load up my pocket and like while I'm talking to people, just in front of them, like asking questions yeah, you could get and just out. do the fireball. What? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you you can't bring
1: you can't bring booze into a stadium. We got to keep that on the low. Yeah, but it's Brian Baradas;
3: he's got the credential and everything. I'm yeah. going to hand him to Bill Coates, is what I'm going to do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm <just gonna> Bill <laughs> Bill will be cracking and walking through security. I'm just going to hand it all to Bill and let him bring it in, and I'm going to get it from him later.
1: Maybe it should just be all stadium brewskis. Now that I'm thinking about this, you know, but we'll we'll keep them. I got to get a seventh yeah. job. To we'll pile <laughs> them up. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. These these ballpark. You, did did you guys run wait, out of budget already? Yeah, the polos, our polo
3: buddies, are so nice to. Venmo us money, yeah. and we, we we went through that in a heartbeat. The budget. Yeah, because yeah. that was ten beers today.
1: Of course, we can't allocate it corp- through corporate. Um, no, so that's, that's tough. we'll be all right. We're no, we'll be around, all right. We'll, I tell you what, Dawson, out.
3: we will figure out a way. Hey. We'll figure out a way. Hey. We've got some connections, I think. Yeah we got some guys that clog up bathrooms that might be able to get some stuff in for us. When
1: it comes to beer, I consider this show the MacGyver of beer drinking. We'll figure it out. By the end of that episode, we're going to be cheersing and celebrating.
3: I like the idea of the fireball shots. Maybe while people are like, I'm interviewing them just immediately, do you think that would just put people off? I'm asking them a question and I just like, "Mm." and I just immediately (laughs) just do a fireball (laughs) shot while (laughs) they're answering the question. I don't know if
1: it would end well at all. Do you think people would, do you think they'd freak out? I don't know. Ruben's going to have to be with you just to run interference just in case things start to get crazy. And you're like, no, trust me. Do you know who the hell I am? No, those are my guys right up there. Do you
3: think there's a chance I could get my pass revoked tomorrow? I do.
1: I do. It is time now (laughs) to go into the pimp cup where Lucius is.
3: Standing
1: by yeah. with LA Live. I don't know how this is going to happen.
0: <laughs>
3: Lucius, just keep your hand on the dump button tomorrow, please. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> are you
3: worried right now? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you know, just a little bit. This is just a little preview. A little Artie bit. Already brought us I don't, all week long. I don't feel like. Eric poured some of his beer into my Dude, beer. I don't I know how to tell that just you. A sip. Why? Lu-
1: Lucius and, and I and, and CA, we, we put some legendary nights of broadcasting oh together God. with 18. You guys are picking up that exact momentum right where We're we left to off, yeah. and I just love it.
3: If you really want to get those fireball shots, I'm all in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really am. Yo, I we, love fireball. Yeah, we used to come to the, the
0: station and look like we were getting ready to go on a fishing trip. There'd be so many beers and coolers.
3: <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Some Miller highlights there. I'm, that's what I'm talking uh, about. Right there. I like
0: yeah. how Dawson is counting your beers like my mother-in-law does me at family functions. Hey,
3: Lucius, we got a Number scoreboard three. behind us. We got a scoreboard behind us here <laughs> that we're, keep, we're keeping We're keeping yeah. track. Okay.
1: Scoreboard. Posted out yeah. G Nation. You can follow us yeah. all when you get there. All right, well, it's a
0: Toxic Tuesday. Let's get into it right after the great Rick James.
3: All right, all right you swear. Swear. Yeah. It's time you smoke. Fire up this funk of that It'll
0: make you dance or some of everything. I was riding down Figueroa, and it's a whole straw. I'm talking about both sides of the street, butt ass naked. It my head up. When I seen it, I could not believe it. I said, God And the girls out there are so beautiful. It, it, I seen one girl that, I mean, she was so innocent looking, man, and beautiful. I couldn't believe it, man. And it hurt my heart, really. I rolled down the window. I said, why are you out here? I said, get in the car. LA <laughs> Live from February 27th, 2024. It is a Toxic Tuesday here in LA Live. You could be anywhere in the world. But you're here with us on LA Live, and we appreciate that. Brothers, you all you know about that Figueroa
3: Street? I know about Figueroa Street,
0: yeah. That's the stroll, that's the stroll.
3: Strong man, How yeah. is it strong? Uh, Dude. yo, uh,
0: pff, what are you talking about? Harry Hines, if you go over Harry Hines, like Manana and those streets mm, over there,
3: they're walking outside with cheeks out, bro. I know, man, but Figueroa's got something going on, yeah. Man. I'm just
0: saying, be careful watch. over there because be they careful. are
3: careful, no, be careful, be careful, be careful because.
0: Sure. Cause it's, it's, it looks so good that I think it may be undercover cops out there. It is. Yeah, okay. It is. Yeah. All right. Uh, LA Live is sponsored by Kissable Dental and then no bill guarantee. Book online <laughs> at kissabledental.com. Your kissable journey begins today, right after that talk right there. Yeah. No. Yeah. And we every weekday course, here on the fan at 2.30, we do G Bag of the Day. Uh, if you see anything floating out there you want us to react to, we should be playing. Hit me up at Lucky Lucius P on social media. Lucius Alexander on Facebook, or you can follow every last one of us if you find G-Bag Nation on Twitter. Now, our winner, let's go to the SWAC. SWAC Conference, going basketball. Mississippi Valley, men's basketball team, finally won a game. They are now 1-27. And everybody was super excited. Got the So, one. so they stormed the court. And Andre, that's I- game! And that will be game! <laughs> I and mean, the Delta Devils would improve them. 1-27, 1-14 in a swag. What are you saying? <laughs> the Mississippi <Michigan laughs> Battle Delta Devils are currently on a one-game winning streak. With that game, the Panthers were fall to 10 and 16, 5 and 10 the swag. The Mississippi Battle Delta Devils will improve to 1 and 27. What a senior
3: night. 1 and 14
0: the a swag. A Let's
3: go! Win, win by no one. No one other than Ray Ray one Brown. Brown. Why, thank
0: you, my guy. I'm so happy my for God. everybody that was out there on the court. Yeah. yeah. So happy for them. They finally got that too, win.
3: Man. Those dudes are so good.
0: Listen, you had to go to 27 games to finally <laughs> get that win. That's so awesome. As a student, shout out to you. And all eight, 18 of them ran out there on the court, yeah. and all you seen was twerking, uh, the tootsie slides, swag surfing. Soul Train. Was surfing.
3: It Soul train <laughs>
5: I
0: didn't say Soul Train. I said it looks like the good
3: times painting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Soul Train back in the day. Soul Train water. was good. Don Cornelius, man. That that hey Soul Train was good back in uh, the day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about Don and how he left this planet, bro.
3: He did. It was a
0: little rough.
1: Yeah, it was a little rough. A little rough for Don. I was hoping for an update on uh, Terry Collins, a.k.a. Terry Curry. Terry Curry. Terry Curry.
0: We lit. (laughs) LA Live 105.3, the fan, Toxic Tuesday. 12 years ago, American bowler Pete Weber dropped this amazing bar on a 12-year-old kid, by the way. Dropped this bar on a 12-year-old kid. That was in the audience trolling him during a bowling competition. Strike to claim it, a strike to claim it, and he got it! That
4: is right! I said it five. Are you kidding me? That's right.
0: Who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, that's toxic if you're
3: talking to a 12-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a great right. Gary
3: Thorne on the call there for probably for ESPN. He's got Something some great like, pipes. He does have some excellent pipes. Yeah. Was the 12-year-old
1: heckling him from the audience? <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, the 12. whole tournament. That's why he's just like cheering about being number five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Strike to claim it.
0: A strike to claim it. And he goes.
3: Yeah, that kid's twenty-four now, right? Living this <laughs> again, huh?
1: Are <laughs> right, still bragging about it? Yeah, you see, it's in the chime. I trolled Pete Weber. Yeah, it was me.
2: That bowler has an un- that Weber guy has an unbelievable backstory of of cocaine and alcohol yeah, he, and rough. insanity before a he got rough. to his bowling prowess. Yeah, he's I feel hella like toxic. You can hear all that in his voice. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, when do we start wearing sunglasses in bowling tournaments? By the way, too another one. Hey, remember Don Carter was the one. He was first the one. million dollar
0: uh, athlete out here.
3: Earl Anthony was a good one too. Good bowler back in the day.
0: Uh, let's see. Nice to think. I ain't gonna get into that. what you think? I got other things I got going on. <laughs> Toxic Tuesday here in LA Live. Kellogg CEO says poor people should eat more cereal for dinner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's
5: awesome. great <laughs> <laughs> poor people.
0: I think
1: they should listen to more radio for their entertainment yeah. you know yeah. it's free
0: yeah I hear what you're hey, saying man, right Wi-Fi. there because do you think his family is eating some frosted flakes for dinner <laughs> Kellogg's CEO no just no. no. the
3: poor
1: people
0: no uh
3: he was on something grounded up and crusted for like beef wellington or something what like is this yeah.
0: CNBC I believe it's CNBC right here listen to yeah. this guy
4: we think about our consumer under pressure there's things that we could do but most importantly what this category could do the cereal category has always been quite affordable and it tends to be a great destination when consumers are under pressure so so we're advertising about cereal for dinner if you think about the cost of cereal for a family versus what they might otherwise do that's gonna be much more affordable in general the cereal category is a place that a lot of folks might come to because the the price of a bowl of cereal with with milk and with fruit is less than a dollar so you can imagine why a consumer under pressure might find that to be a good place to go
1: right i'm down i gotta be honest sounds wonderful to me a little captain crunch with some bananas i think i yeah, can do that it is delightful yeah I, I i like the way he 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 disguises it though uh yes yes it's very self-serving pressing is well, predatory uh, consumers yes. under <laughs> pressure instead of just saying poor people yeah yeah, yeah it's tough
0: they call it the cost of living crisis. Oh my god!
1: The cost. I'd like to of get a quote on like what crisis. it would take for like four Insta pancakes too. That seems pretty cheap. You know,
3: just throw in some Jimmy Jimmy Dean sausages. Maybe get that right for lunch. Now we're talking.
0: Yeah, that kind of makes me scared right it's there. Sad. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, what do they call that? Uh, Depression. Utopian? You know, not utopian. What's the Dystopian. other one?
2: Dystopian. Dystopian. My Dystopian? Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, right. that's what yeah, that sounds save, like. Save you in your pocketbook, but uh, it's the one of the single least nutritional things that you can put in your body.
1: So, yeah.
2: Yo, and gonna- then, I don't
3: know, but Wendy's out there scaring me too with all their craziness that they're trying to do. Yeah, and the surge pricing thing that we had earlier,
1: yeah. Yeah. that's sure. scary too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's what what countries that deal with hyperinflation. You know, you sit down and and your dinner is one price, but an hour later, like. The currency has fluctuated so much, they're like, sorry, sir, we're going to charge you two more bucks. I don't know if you just looked at the markets, but uh, our dollars have That's a tough shame. Day.
3: My crawfish are way too high right now, too.
1: Yeah, they are, man. It's way too high. Yeah,
0: it's a strange world right now. Can't even enjoy them. I'm going to buy stock in electrolytes. Mm-hmm. I am. You know what? That's <laughs> not a bad thing. <laughs> I'm going to buy stock in electrolytes. Seems like we're going that way. Yep. Hey, how about this one? This is a good story. LA Live 105.3, The Fan, Toxic Tuesday, a West Virginia town. Holds a candlelight vigil
3: Almost for the
0: closing of a local Hooters.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. it's oh.
1: beautiful. Closing up shop.
0: Local wow. legend.
3: What are we doing?
0: Out there John in Charleston, there. West Virginia. What? Yeah, it was closed. It's been closed since like 2020, March 2020, because of oh, the COVID pandemic.
3: <laughs> I saw what you did.
0: Yeah. But uh, apparently a lot of people are pretty sad about seeing this, uh, Hooters go away. By the way, I'm a big fan of the Hooters wings. I, I like the crab legs. Is.
3: The crab legs are not; uh, they're no joke. Yeah, they're good, they're and buttery. Good. They're True. buttery. Yep. Uh, yep. The, the smoke wings are good
0: too. F- the smoke wings are good. The fried pickles. The, the, I like yep. ho- uh, Hooters. After Little yeah. League games, my father and my uncles and stuff would take us to Hooters in their little <laughs> football uniforms, and all the girls would want to take photos and stuff. Like, oh, we're on fire is here, where bro. This is Little luce just got his start oh no it was way before that unfortunately way before
3: that <laughs> unfortunately was it little lucius mo in the yard nah, i
0: gotta talk to somebody on the couch first <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it might be yeah. deep
0: into
2: what i think
3: miss, hall, miss hall down those streets yeah at little lucius i yeah. was uh,
2: i was surprised to hear about the closing down of a hooters but where did you say that place was located Charleston, West Virginia. Charleston,
0: yeah. West Virginia?
2: It starts to make more sense when you start connecting those dots. What, you,
0: what, you, what are we doing here? Yeah, what are we doing? What are you here? thinking? I mean,
2: is, I mean, are we talking about uh, how many how many lookers do we have in Charleston, West oh, Virginia? Man. Yeah, right. On the drive. talent pool there. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden. You know
3: what? You can, you, hey, listen, you can find first round picks if you really study hard. Yes. You can, at least one. Well,
0: Maybe. once they realize their first round draft picks, they,
2: they leave they get right. They get to the Pittsburgh. right up out of that
3: they joint. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they definitely start migrating west.
3: Yeah, they go to Morgantown. <laughs> south. Yeah.
0: Let's go to WCHTV for the report here. It's pretty sad. Let's
3: see
5: when last time Miss West Virginia won. <laughs> Google. Yeah, Google that. The right? first time. I'm going for it. I'm doing Hundreds of here. people came out to the last Hooters restaurant in Kanawha City before it's torn down on Monday. Bro,
0: not the sad music. My heart hurts. Not the sad music. <laughs> <My heart
5: hurts. laughs> the sad really music. He's talking about the heartstrings. Come on, Tom bro. Rinaldi reporting Come today. <laughs> I like to cry. They're calling it the end of an era.
3: <laughs> no! Hundreds what
5: gathering at the doing? old Hooters for a candlelight vigil. It's a lot of memories going down with that building. Darn but right. through the tears. Hi, guys. Yeah, Former Hooters employees coming together for one last reunion. I started out as
1: just, you know, coming in to get a job, and it became so much more because I met so many lifelong friends. and my Sugar daddies. Co-workers. I want to thank each and every
2: one Don't of you. West Virginia's
5: issues. last Hooters in Kanawha City never reopened after March 2020.
2: For all the uh, naysayers, the doubters, the down talkers and
4: whatnot, this building right here was a legitimate...
5: Hey, Hooters got haters? You
0: hear this, man? Uh, gotcha, All the naysayers, me. the yeah. down talkers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Buffalo Wild Wings around the street talking trash about <laughs> <Yes>. you, bro. <laughs> Iconic figure
5: to the Canola Valley. The vigil began as a joke between friends gaining traction on social media and the attention of international news outlets. Long live Hooters. <laughs> Four busloads of college students arrived at the vigil to pay homage and we're told people from South Carolina drove last night through the night Bruh. because they didn't want to miss this once-in-a-lifetime event.
0: If y'all all would have pulled up before, I probably would have to close my Hooters.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. I would have to close what? my Hooters, bro.
3: <laughs> let just a little uh, research for you, sir. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia is one of the few states, along with Maine, South Dakota, and Wyoming, yet to win a Miss America, Miss USA, or Miss Teen USA They did,
1: however, win Miss Faces of Math 2024, and that completed 10 in a row.
3: (laughs) I've been Miss
0: Coal Miner 10 years in a row.
1: No.
3: West Virginia, Maine, South Dakota, and Wyoming have yet to win.
2: Yeah. And if it wasn't for Arkansas, they'd come in first and most likely to shag their cousin.
3: You know what? What are you doing?
2: Uh, I read read that on the internet. Oh, did you read that
3: on the internet? Uh, That was
0: facts. Beautiful country, Oh, yeah, they are tough-looking. We had a lady finish third. That was the best we found. Oh, they got some nice little hoopers. She probably isn't from there. She's probably not. She's probably been recruited. She's from California or something. All right, well, I had some drama, but I won't have have time to it, so I'll get to it tomorrow, hopefully, uh, after we do questions for the toll-lows. All right. Lord willing, the creek don't rise. I'm pulling out. I'll see you guys tomorrow.
1: Hollow live ah. with Lucius Alexander every night about 5:40 here on 1053 the Fan we got four down one to go around the Rangers clubhouse with Eric Chiafalo was coming up who are we uh, who are we talking to today buddy Josh Smith and championship glue guy go Tigers. Travis Jankowski
2: next year in the nation